What's up, everybody? It's Coach Dave, and I lift. And Lara, and I lift, and welcome to the She Lifts. She Lifts podcast. And tonight, we are talking about something, like I said last week, very near and dear to my heart. So, your, your podcast for sustainable fitness for real life is going to take it to the next level because we're going to talk about how we can become seasoned and not old. That's right. We're talking about strength training into your, as Laura likes to put it, advanced years. I like to say as you get, as you grow old gracefully. Um, the reason this is so near and dear to my heart for two reasons. Obviously, um, I have talked on the show about my father, um, who is 74 years old, um, who has a lot of mobility issues and a lot of health issues. Um, some of it stemming from his uh, job. He worked a very physical job. He worked in a print shop and was constantly bending over, picking up paper, not really uh, strength training, not, not really doing any sort of structured exercise. The other part of it um, comes from him uh, not taking care of his health. And one of my motivating factors for getting myself in shape um, was my own personal health. And now I want to help everyone become uh, more like me and less like my father um, as we get into our older years. I myself am 44 years old. Um, I just turned 44 this past June. And I can honestly say at, in some respect, I am in the best shape of my life because I really did discover um, a, a, a passion for not just general fitness in general, but also just for lifting weight. Um, and one of the things that I really feel like has really improved is sort of my bone health. Um, when I look at other uh, people my age who um, they're not as stable on their feet um, as I am, um, especially in, even people who are a little bit older and even in their early 50s. And I think one of the things that really gets underrated a lot about strength training is its effect on your bone density. Um, like I said before, and I'm going to let Laura talk about this, but I mentioned this at another show one time. If you're uh, uh, three, four years old and you're ru running because you're really unsure on your feet um, and, and Laura's son is three, mine is four, um, they fall all the time. And it's, for the most part, no big deal. Um, it, you know, they, they don't, you know, even falling down a step, like they, they, they pretty much bounce at that age. Um, if Laura or I fell, uh, it probably wouldn't be as much of a bit a big deal, but it might be a slightly bigger deal, um, depending on how hard we fall, how far we fall. Once we get into our 50s, 60s, 70s, and we start taking falls, our bones become more brittle. We lose bone bone mass as we get older, and strength training can really offset that. Uh, right, Laura? Yeah, definitely. Especially, um, I'm going to touch a little bit about this in a couple of minutes. Um, Especially for women, um, as soon as you hit that menopausal age, 20% um, of your bone loss happens in your menopause years. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, that's a fairly short amount of time. Um, so we're losing 20% of our bone density in our menopausal stage alone. Um, and I know a lot of times with my older women, they have a tendency, like they might work out a little bit, um, but they have a tendency to go a little bit more towards like walking or speed walking or jogging or like the high intensity classes. Um, and yes, we like those because we're moving. 
Um, or they'll do like lightweight, high-ish reps. So they usually tend to like the three sets of 12 with their pink dumbbells and whatever. And I've talked about that before. Um, but when we are in our menopausal state, we need to focus on lifting heavy. So we need to get outside of that three sets of 12 comfort zone. Um, because the three sets of 12, um, of a weight, there's one thing to lift. I'm not like talking bad about three sets of 12. Um, but stereotypically the three sets of 12 people that uh, tend to be attracted to that, you're not lifting heavy for all 12 of those reps. Like you're doing 12 reps. And by the end of the 12th rep, you're fine. And you're like, Oh, okay, whatever. I'm ready to go on to the next one. When you're lifting heavy, especially with 12 reps, like rep like seven, eight, nine, they should be starting to get pretty difficult. So we're not like flying through 12 reps of something that's like super easy. You take a 30 second rest, you're going on to the, or you're going back to your second set or whatever. Cause now we're kind of in like our cardio range. We're more like hit training um, to benefit our bone density. We need to make sure we are lifting heavy. Um, and again, that is relative to you. So heavy is relative. Um, because again, as we get older, this, I'm sure people have heard of somebody that has done this, um, as you start to get a little bit farther along and you're in like your seventies and eighties, you fall down and you break a hip. There's a lot of advanced age people that once they break a hip, like it, you're prime, you might not come back from that. Like that's going to be the end of a slow downfall that unfortunately eventually results, um, in death. Uh, so we don't want to be the person. I mean, I personally don't know of anybody that wants to be the person that breaks a hip and then ends up dying from it. Um, so we need to make sure that we are lifting heavy and we're not just lifting comfortably because if it's heavy, it should be a little bit uncomfortable, but you should still be able to do all 12 reps or whatever you're doing um, with perfect form. And I'm not saying you have to lift three sets of 12. That was just the example. So feel free to throw in a little five by five in there because we love we love a good five by five. I love me some five by five. Since I brought up the hormones, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, specifically menopause. Um, I have not personally been through menopause. I'm 30, so I'm not speaking from experience. I have, however, trained plenty of women that have been through menopause. So I'm not speaking from personal experience. I'm speaking from training a client experience, just to throw that out there. Um, but as women go through menopause, we lose estrogen. When we lose estrogen, it's harder to build muscle. When it's harder to build muscle, um, we're not going to speed up our metabolism because we talk about this a lot. The more muscle mass you have, the faster your metabolism is going to be. You can do less manual work through exercise and cutting your calories or uh, modifying your nutrition when you have a faster metabolism. Uh, so we want to uh, start adding in that resistance training, adding in resistance training, um, lowers our blood pressure, reduces our visceral fat, which is that deep fat. Um, it's kind of like, I've talked about this in the episode before, when you see somebody who is, um, skinny fat. And I don't mean that as like a derogatory term. I'm just throwing that out for the fact that like, if, if I say skinny fat, you probably know what I'm saying. It's like a person who is relatively low body fat, but they have a little bit of a stomach down there. It's because they have that deep visceral fat there. So we want to add in our resistance training to help get rid of that because again, it's going to speed up our metabolism. It's going to be easier for our body to um, process that fat. And actually fun fact, um, this is completely random, but fun fact, there have been studies now that you um, exhale 
your fat as you are breathing, which sounds like it'd be a lie. Um, but yeah, so that's a thing. So we got a resistance. Go ahead. Actually, I could totally see that. Yeah, it comes out I, like. If you think about it. Yeah. So fun fact, as oh. you're exhaling your carbon dioxide, your fat goes with it, which is so weird. And mm -hmm. it does not sound like it would be true, but it is. Um, and then, well, apparently it is. That's what the studies are saying now. But do we ever really actually know it's true? You never know. Um, but yeah, anyway. And resistant training increases our immune system. So those are all super important things as we age. Because again, once if we have that low bone density, we break a hip. Most times they get uh, either bed sores or pneumonia. And that's what ends up taking you out. So worst case scenario you break a hip you got that uh because it does happen we see people that break their hips and they come back from it because they got that high immunity they don't get sick in the hospital so we're adding in that resistance training just in case um a lot of times going back to what i was saying a little bit ago about um, my women that tend to be a little bit more attracted to like the high intensity the classes and stuff like that um as we age we have some life stresses that happen to us so our cortisol is our stress hormone. So our cortisol levels are probably getting a little high, you know, just from existing. Um, other things that contribute to our stress is our sleep, our nutrition, our, again, actual life stress, our workouts. Um, if you're a little more high intensity workout, you're actually, um, you're probably attracted to that high cortisol that you get because you get that feeling of like, Oh, that was so hard, but like I did it. And yes, that factor does come in when you're like lifting heavy and you're doing resistance training, but it is a little different when you're doing like the classes and the ones that like come with your gym membership or like your Tabata or stuff like that. Um, that also increases our cortisol levels. And when we have high cortisol levels, it is a lot harder for our body to be in a state where we can break down fat and we can lose body fat. Because when we're stressed, our body holds on to body or our body holds on to our fat. It does not want to be in a state of change. So along with our other life stressors, our workouts could actually be contributing to our cortisol. So as we age, we want to kind of back off the high intensity stuff. We can get away with it when we're younger, um, but you not only are gonna benefit from it stress-wise, you're gonna see a huge difference in your body composition. You're not gonna be fighting a losing battle of trying to burn manual calories when you like back away from that high cortisol workout and you start focusing a little bit more on like becoming strong and improving your confidence, less about like how many calories am I burning? How sweaty did I get? You're, we're focusing on strength and that is it. Absolutely, absolutely. Because one of those things when you talk about your cortisol level, when you talk about the high intensity workouts, guys, I've, we've talk, I've talked, you know, I, I think like I mentioned in every show about my training for jujitsu and, and martial arts. There's a lot of cardio and a lot of high intensity training. Right now, I'm very in between, in between competitions. So I am back on a strength based workout. So I am lifting heavy, um, where I am doing a sweet bar and I said before five by fives. Um, uh, actually currently I'm on, actually currently I'm on pyramid, which is, I like even better than five by five. Oh. Um, um, but anyway, I, I feel more relaxed in between workouts because my cortisol levels and I feel more accomplished and or slightly more energized after my workouts as opposed to wrestling training or jujitsu training or any type of conditioning work where I really feel like, you know, I'm walking to the car or walking back to my office going, 
how am I going to make it through the rest of the day? Where I was like, all right, now I'm ready to tackle the rest of the day. Um, and that's like super important what Dave just said. When you leave your workout, this is a really good tell on if your workout's raising, raising your cortisol or not. If you leave your workout feeling like, like, oh my God, I survived. Like I am exhausted, like mentally and physically exhausted. That is not the workout for you. You should be leaving your workout feeling better than when you came in. That is a good tell of if your workout is appropriate for you or not. Sorry. Don't tell that to people in my group fitness classes. Um, <laughs> um, one, the one thing Laura, so Laura mentioned all of, of the things that, that, that happen to women as we go older. So I'm going to talk about us guys for a second. And, and one of the things that really happens, and it actually starts to happen to us at, at a little bit of a, a younger age. So we start somewhere usually between 35 and 40 losing testosterone. Testosterone is released as you as you break your muscles down in order to help rebuild them. Okay, so if we're doing if we're strength training, we're gonna co combat that those early and unlike women, men don't lose twenty percent like boom right off the bat. We, it's it's a much slower decline for us. So we can combat that in a lar larger longer period of time through strength and resistance training. And that's why a lot of times you will see men. Um, who start uh, lifting weights and strength training and really hitting it hard at a younger age. And when I'm saying younger age, I'm talking like in their teens and 20s, be able to continue that well into their, into their 50s and still lifting heavy, heavy weights and trying to add more weight to the bar. Once we get into our 60s, that becomes more of a, into a maintenance phase for the most part for most of us. Um, the other thing is, and then you've seen it lately in, in athletes, probably within the last 10 years, you've seen more athletes playing uh, sports. Um, Tom Brady, as much as I am not a Tom Brady fan, played till he was, uh, I think, 45. Um, Drew Brees played till he was 42. Um, LeBron James, who is creeping up on 40, but he started when he, in the NBA when he was 18. So you, you've got to take that into account, that into account too. Those uh, hormone hormone therapies and, and and better strength training techniques can lead to a longevity not only of of life but of just vitality because it's one thing to, to have a longevity of life but have a vital productive life that that's a whole nother issue. I know people who have lived into their into into their low hundreds and were bedridden for the last five six years of their life. Versus someone who lives that long and can still walk up and downstairs, drive a car, go to work, um, go to the gym. And that, that's, again, one of those things that I, when it comes to our strength training, I always think about. I know there is going to come a point where I am not shooting for the next, uh, the next milestone in my deadlift or the next milestone in my bench press. I know there's going to come a point probably where I can't thruster or box jump or uh uh kettlebell discus or do those things anymore but i still want to be in the gym when i am 65 70 years old doing something and one of the things i think that 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 really has to play into that is our mobility um because it's not just about our muscle and again here it is here's our obligatory mention of it we're not talking about we're not talking about becoming bodybuilders. We're not talking about becoming athletes. We are talking about and truly today we are talking about our quality and longevity of life. Mobility is the thing that that, that plays the biggest role into it because, like I said, 
I talk about my dad a lot. I talk about um, um, even my mom to some extent, although my mom is still mobile. My mom was never, I don't think I've ever seen my mom do anything athletic in her entire life. Um, but my mom is a reasonably healthy person. However, her knees are, and some of that is my mom was a nurse for many years. So constantly walking around the hospital, pens um, on concrete floors. Um, especially when my mom was, you know, in the, in the late seventies and early eighties, when shoes weren't exactly what they are now, there was no hoopas, there were no on clouds, there were no, um, uh, Under Armour's Nikes were sort of just becoming a thing. Um, we, her knees gave out a little bit. Strength, strength training can reduce arthritis inflammation. It can reduce the onset of arthritis. And it can reduce the progression of arthritis. If you have arthritis from injuries, um, and I and guys, I've known people who have athletes who have developed arthritis in their twenties and thirties. So that's not necessarily a sign of aging. That's usually a sign from abuse of your body of some kind. And full disclosure, I have some in my knee. Um, but being able to squat heavy, being able to lunge um, with every leg workout, uh, those things they help keep that at bay like it hasn't gotten any worse for years and years because i have learned how to strength train and keep keep the inflammation from getting worse that is the thing i think that more than anything when it comes to training into your into your age and again we talk about strength training we talk about lifting weights that doesn't always mean going for your your deadlift pr your bench pr it doesn't always mean trying to build bigger biceps. A lot of times what that can mean is working on mobility. One of the things I've been working on recently because um, I'm starting to get into begrudgingly into running 5Ks. Um, yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> um, so not straight up 5Ks, but like like obstacle course runs, tough mutters, things like that that are a little bit more, a little bit more fun. As a matter of fact, I'm looking into doing a zombie run um right um but one of the things that i've been doing for to strengthen my legs and my running motion is you tie a band around around the anchor tie it around your foot and you basically lift your knee in a quick explosive motion not only does it benefit my running but it also benefits my takedown for wrestling and it's going to benefit me more as i get to be 60 and 70 years old and still want to walk up and down the steps of my house those are the things that again, part of the reason I train the way I do, part of the reason I train people the way I do is because I want to work on their mobility and mobility, your, your shoulders, Laura mentioned your hips, your hips, your back, your shoulders, and your knees. Those are the four like sort of uh, key points. Those are the, the, the four foundational points in the kinetic chain. Kinetic chain meaning your body from your toes to your, to your head. Those are the sort of the four pound that if any one of those four go, that's when the problem starts. Your elbows, you can work around. Your your wrist, you can work around. Your ankles, to a large extent, you can work around. But when it comes to your knees, your hips, your back, or your shoulders, those can not only slow you down as you get older, but at a younger age, take you out of the gym real quick. I think people get mobility and flexibility confused. Um, so just, I think I talked about this before. Flexibility is your yeah. range of motion. 
Um, mobility is the control that you have over that range of motion. Um, so like if you were, say I'm like playing with my son and like um, kids, they always go down in the deep squat. Like this is how kids play. Like the guy on my shirt actually didn't plan that on purpose, but that's how my son plays. He gets down on the floor and he squats super low and that's how he plays. Um, I have been like super conscious about my mobility ever since I had my son, because I don't want to be the person that's like, oh, sorry, buddy. I can't get down on the floor and play with you because my back hurts. Like, I'm not going to do that to my kid. I'm going to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can, um, to be down there with him. But say I'm down there in my deep squat and he like jumps on my back because that's what kids do. If I have the flexibility to be in that deep squat, but I don't have the control to be able to stabilize my muscles when he jumps on my back, that's when I'm gonna get injured. So I could be in the deep squat, but I might not have the flexible or the mobility to be able to control my muscles in that deep squat. So that's where we hear a lot of people with like, oh, I threw my back out. Like you probably had the flexibility to be in whatever position you were in, but while you were lifting your object, you did either didn't have the form, you didn't have the rotational movement, you didn't have the control over those muscles, that's when we see a lot of people that get like lower back injuries specifically. Um, so we want to improve our range of motion, but we also want to get strong in that range of motion. What I have a lot of clients right now, they either, my two really common ones right now are shoulder, lower back, and then I have like a couple, one or two hip and ankles. I am spending, like if I have my clients for an hour, I'm spending half of that hour, if they have pain, if you're healthy, this is a different story trying to recorrect their movement patterns and get their joint in the correct position. Because if you have forward shoulder and you're gonna roll forward like this, I'm not gonna have you do an overhead press when your shoulder's rolling forward. We're spending time pulling that shoulder back because I'm not gonna reinforce that bad movement pattern with your barbell overhead press. I'm making sure that we are pulling that back, we're elongating the front of that muscle so that by the time you get into your lifting, we're kind of recorrecting those movement patterns. And we all have the way that we move. Like I have forward shoulder right now. That's why that was the first thing that came to my mind. We just from the things that we do, I do a lot of stuff, whether it's for the podcast or for work, I do a lot of stuff on my computer. So my right shoulder is always like this using my mouse. I also do a lot of stuff on my phone. So I'm rolling forward being on my phone, making content and whatever. So the things that we do in our life, we have those movement patterns and our body, our muscles, our skeletal system has adapted to that. So especially as we age, we need to be making sure that we are doing correctional exercises to recorrect our posture, recorrect our default movement patterns into a more comfortable and more stable movement pattern that we have control over. And over time, that will now become our new default movement pattern. Um, when we correct those and we spend time, like I have a lot of clients that are probably like 30s, 40s right now. So we're not talking like what I'd say advanced age. Advanced age to me is like 60s, 70s, 80s. Sorry for all the 60s out there that still feel young. I'm so sorry. Um, you're probably young at heart, but that's just what comes to my mind. Um, but you play so, 10 more years, you won't think that way. Think six I know, but like that's when we start to get joint pain because that of is, our movement that, yeah. patterns. So, like, you don't want to be 
in your 70s or 80s, you don't want to be not able to like reach up and extend your shoulder and grab something off of your shelf. You don't want to not be able to bend down if you pick something off the floor. The longer you can keep your joints healthy, you can keep your mobility, you can keep your flexibility. Um, the longer you can stay independent, like not to be like morbid out here. I already talked about death. I mean, I'm wearing a skeleton shirt and I have a skull tattoo, so I guess I'm a little morbid tendencies. Um, but you don't want to be getting sent to a home because you can't, like, you don't want your kids sending you to a retirement home because you can't maintain your independence anymore. So we got to work on these things. Um, 30s, 40s, 50s, you can correct a little bit. It's 60s, 70s, 80s. But the longer we can, the more preventative work we can do while we're younger, um, we can keep our independence. And my, um, I want to shout out my mom real quick because she actually, we already planned to do an advanced age podcast, but she was like, um, can you do a podcast about the benefits of getting stronger when you're older? She's been working out with me, I think three years now. And I would tell her like, I don't know if uh, Dave, do you have a hard time? Like people in your personal life, like they know that you're a trainer, but they won't like ask you for help. Like, do you have a hard time like getting people that you know to work out with you or is it just me? <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, so it, I do, and, and so it's funny. So like when it comes to my, like my core group of friends, none of them really work out. Most of my, my fitness friends are, 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 are people like you and, and people that I've met in my fitness journey. So if I work out with somebody for the most part, it's either my girlfriend or it's, it's, you know, one of someone that I work with. Yeah. So my mom obviously knows I've been a trainer and for some reason, the people that are closest to you are the most hesitant to listen to you. I don't know if it's like a judgmental thing, like they don't want you looking at your diet or whatever, but <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that's all. Yes. That's that, all that, that, yes. <laughs> so my mom, finally, she um, was like hiking along a couple years ago and she ended up twisting her ankle like super bad and she went to therapy and stuff. And I was like, when they turn you loose from therapy, you're kind of on your own. So I was like, all right, you got to come like start working out with me. We're going to strengthen your ankle. And she, my, her and my dad went to Maine and they were hiking and she was like, I feel so strong after my hike. But like three years ago, she twisted her ankle so bad that she was out of commission for a little bit. So I just wanted to shout her out from for finally taking my advice and following on the resistance uh, training journey so she can keep hiking. So shout out to you, mom. <laughs> Good job, Mrs. Ash. Or wait, that's, but what's your, that's- Miller uh, is my maiden name. Miller. This is Miller, I was gonna say. Yeah. So here's, I would have, I would have, I would have real quick, I'm gonna toss out a little secret that I think that, 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 we, that we have intentionally kept, but Laura and I have never actually met in real life. Um, mm -hmm. We have been on countless uh, video calls, Zoom calls, telephone calls over the past four years, but we have never been in the same room at the same time. Um, and really, we've gotten a lot closer in the last two, three months um, because of this, because of the brainchild, the sort of mixed brainchild of hers and mine that sort of came up with this. So that's just a little, little insight into us and a little uh, kind of secret uh, that we that that we have actually Laura, I'm gonna tell you something funny. Um, one of my clients, um, actually not even a client, it's one of the members here at uh, at Coppermine, um, was talking to me the other day, and they said, "Oh, is your is your co-host is that is that your girlfriend?" I was like, "No, no, she talks about her husband all the time." No, what? <laughs> you listen to the show, but you're not listening. I know. I was like thinking that before. I don't. I was like, you know, when you have like those shower thoughts. I was like, 
I wonder if people think that we're like, <laughs> she lives, she lives. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I could, I could see how people would make that assumption. Like, but yeah. if we were, we wouldn't be in separate rooms. Like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, you go in your room and uh, right. I'll go podcast over here and we'll Zoom each other. Right. right. <laughs> oh, my. Uh. That's funny. The next no, part that it. we want to talk about when it comes to comes to uh, as we get older, and I really do feel like this is something that can be in, in not necessarily directly, although I do think it does play somewhat of a direct role. But it does. But strength training, as you get older and continuing your strength training, plays into your cognitive health. Um, too long, and I've seen seen people do this before i've seen older people who retire um uh friends parents um and even people that i've worked with who've retired um especially in the car business we were who people who were very active and very um they were out of the house socializing suddenly they retire and now they're sort of this sort of hang out maybe they play some golf maybe they but they sit and watch tv suddenly they, they, they can't carry on a conversation as well they can't uh they don't talk being out being in the gym thinking about what you're doing prolongs your mental capacity guys we're all going to slow down mentally as we get older it's a fact of life and i hate to say it but our response times our uh, reflexes even our cognitive ability slows down as we get older but again just like everything else just like the mobility just like our hormones just like everything else if we get ahead of it now and that's something you just said too laura earlier earlier in the in the show and and i wanted to touch on about starting when you're younger guys every one of us has some habit that we developed when we were either a kid or a teenager or even in our early 20s okay some habits we've had to kick over the years um some habits we've had to change some habits we've developed and kept and we and we still do to this day there are people that i know that that grew up in strict military households they still to this day first thing they do when they get out of bed out of bed is make it i know people who um develop you know the habits of writing everything down laura you talked about your son and how he he uh you have him be thankful for something every day that's a habit he can carry with him for the rest of his life so is what we do in the gym. Those are habits that we can develop now. Things, and it's little things, like uh, going through phases in our training, making it to the gym every day, doing our cardio, getting our mobility work in. Those habits, then doing our corrective exercises at the end of our workout. Those things that we start now, when we get older, they become easier and they just become second nature to us. Yeah. Um... I think that sometimes too, um, being more aware of like your, well, you gotta be more aware of yourself and your tendencies, your behaviors, let alone like your joint body movement patterns. You also have to be more aware of your behaviors. Um, I actually not, I was not planning on like shouting myself out. So don't think that's what I'm doing. But I actually, out, we talked about that before. <laughs> I know, but like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I actually just made like an Instagram post about this today, but completely unrelated. Um, I did make an Instagram post about this today. The one of the first three things that I have my clients do is start acknowledging their behaviors. Do you stress eat? 
Do you, does your back start hurting when you're stressed? Do you feel your joints when you don't get enough sleep? You have to acknowledge your tendencies again, so that we can get ahead of them now. Like, like I was saying, I know that because I'm on my phone all the time and I'm on my computer all the time, I know that's why my shoulder started hurting. So I had to be more aware so I can correct that movement pattern. So that is also going to play a role in our cognitive health because we're working on like our mind muscle connection. We talk a lot about mind muscle connection in the gym. Like you want to be feeling the muscles that you're working when you're in the gym, but you also want to be feeling your muscles when you're living your daily life. Because like we talked about, yeah, you're going to be in the gym, but the gym is not going to be your life because that's not what we're here to do. We're here to improve our daily life. So you also need to be a little bit more aware of your movement patterns um, and your how you behave outside of the gym. Um, we also want to focus on what we're doing inside of the gym. So being more present, making sure we're focusing on form, making sure we're feeling that mind muscle connection in the gym. That I just talked about counting your reps. Um, I don't know, rest time. I already said form. I was going to say form again, paying attention to your rest time, being mentally present and not just going through your workouts and like getting it over with and just going through your reps and being done. Um, that helps fight Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and any of those brain deterioration. Um, I don't know if we're causing them. I don't know if we're calling them diseases or what now, but being more present while you are actually working out does fight those diseases. Being more mentally present of your body outside of your workouts will help, um, again, correct your posture and your movement patterns and all that. So I know it's, it is a difficult thing. Like that's probably one of the most foreign concepts that I would say my new clients have is like being more aware of your body and how it moves. Um, and I think that's a thing that we don't think about a lot, but in order to be in it for the long run, you do have to pay attention to how your body's moving and see how you're responding to certain things. And that's easier said than done for sure. Absolutely. I think actually, I believe it or not, you know, we all, Laura and I have both talked about our loves, especially Laura for uh, for deadlifting and compound lifts. When you deadlift, bench press, um, squat, actually something I really learned how to do recently was power clean. When you do that, there's a lot you have to think about. Now, for someone who does it as often as, as Laura does it, um, me with the deadlifts to some extent, yeah, it becomes less that we have, it becomes more habitual. But when you walk up to a deadlift bar and you have to... Uh, Assess your your distance from the bar, where your feet placement on your bar, how the the width of your stance, your 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 hand placement, the your engage your glutes, bend the bar, pull that, lift with your lift with your hips. All of those things that you have to think about. Again, it's you're exercising your brain as you're exercising your body, and and strong strong body, strong mind, guys. You know, it, it's and again, I that's it, a very Zen, very martial arts concept, but it is true. You know, if you, if you if you go into any sort of martial arts training, and again, I've talked about my love of martial arts before. That's one of the things that that in 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 karate when I was a kid, in in jujitsu as I got older, even in wrestling, that it was one of those things that. And yes, by the way, wrestling is a martial art. Um, not like on t not like on TV. But like in the Olympics, uh, um, but the, even in wrestling, that was one of the things that they 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 taught us is is the the stronger you are in here, the stronger you will be in your everyday life. Because let's face it, when when we when I was when anyone learns to 
uh, freestyle or Greco-Roman Olympic wrestling. Unless you're going to be a gold medalist or somehow transition into like a, a pro wrestling WWE type thing, you know at some point you're going to have to, that's not something you're going to go and be a professional at. So the habits that you learn there, the habits that you learn most martial arts will take you into the, into the, into the right. Same thing in the gym. Those habits, those things that we pick up along the way will translate into the rest of your life. And again, the younger we can develop those habits, the stronger we can be at a younger age, the stronger we will be at an older age. I said before, I will say again, I want to be the I want to be the 70 year old woman. I've talked about her before. Her name is Carolyn. She worked out with me at Model A Fitness in Delta, Pennsylvania. And ladies and gentlemen, I watched her this past Saturday in my group fitness class do surrenders and push-ups. Now she is doing push-ups uh, recently on the wall because she did have some pain in her shoulder. So she's doing more like push-offs than push-ups. I've got 30-year-old women in my class that, that won't do surrenders and they'll do reverse lunges as, as, a, as, a, as a modification. Here's a 76-year-old woman that starts on her knees and stands up to her feet for 30 seconds to a minute at a clip, holding weights in her hand and making women that are half her age look bad. That's the benefit of strength training as you get as you get older. Yes. Shout out to what's her name? Carolyn. Shout out to Carolyn. I don't know why I was gonna say like Peggy, and then I was like incorrect. No. <laughs> let me let me confirm. <laughs> there's some other things that we can do when it comes to our fitness that are going to. There's some supplement. There's some supplementation that goes along with our cognitive health. Um, and I know Laura has talked about this and the use of creatine in your, in your, as your show, having cognitive benefits as we go along. Yeah. Um, I would consult as we get again, this, so this one again is more, I mean, anybody can take creatine, but I'm specifically thinking this like seventies, eighties, um, creatine helps with our energy stores in our muscles. So it's going to make it easier to get up out of a chair. So as we age, that becomes a difficult movement. Um, so creatine is going to help you get up out of that chair. So I love that for that. Um, number two, creatine has been shown to have some cognitive health benefits as well. So double check it with your doctor first, because again, I am just somebody on a podcast. I don't know your medications. Make sure that your medications are creatine safe. Um, but I would highly recommend that for anybody, any phase of life, as long as your doctor okays that one, because you're going to get physical and cognitive benefits from it. And it's one of the most studied and researched supplements that there are. So it's a win-win for me with creatine. Another thing that really that we, we develop, another thing that is, again, this goes back to for our younger listeners, because I hope you guys are still listening as we're talking about getting old today, but um, develop the habit of warming up, okay? I've seen it, and I'm pretty sure I used to do it. I've, I've seen guys, teenagers and 20-somethings walk into the gym, throw their gym bags in the locker, walk right over to the bench press, toss 225, and start repping out 225. When you're... When you're 18, 19, 20, to some extent, even 30 years old, you can get away with that. As you get older, again, as your bones and your muscles become tighter, and you need to get them warm and loose. And warming doesn't, getting warmed up doesn't mean just walking on the treadmill or getting on the elliptical for five or 10 minutes. No. Learn, learn to warm up your rotator cuff with a resistance band. Learn to stretch your legs out. Learn to foam roll. Let me tell you what, foam rolling and I didn't put this in the notes bar, but I'm going to talk about this real quick. Foam rolling 
there's a guy that I work with, and I'm giving him a shout out. His name is Giovanni Garcia. Uh, and Laura knows him too, at least somewhat. Um, him and I were the, the oldest two uh, guys in our pre in the company that we used to work for, that Laura still works for, that I used to work for. One day he got me, he's like, you need to foam roll before you work out. I'm like, no, dude, that's old man shit. No, uh-uh, no, I'm not foam rolling. He's like, no, trust me. I learned to foam roll. Let me tell you what, not only did I feel like my, specifically in my squat and in a lot of my leg movements were easier, like from the first rep, but also my recovery was like infinitely better. And it was so, such a, it was a, it was a big relief. So learn to foam roll, learn to warm up and learn to get your body ready to exercise at a young age. So when it becomes more necessary, you, you get into it. The final thing I want to talk about today as we talk about getting older is is this sense of community. And we've mentioned community when it comes to fitness before, and we've talked a lot about the people you surround yourself with. As we get older, again, the people you surround yourself with, you always want to surround yourself with people who are like-minded and, 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 and fill your emotional cup, as Laura likes to say, and things like that. But when it comes to getting older, you want to have people that you just enjoy being around. And if you develop this passion for fitness at a young age, as you take transition that passion for fitness and for your for your physical and mental health as you get older, you're going to find like-minded people in the gym as you get older. Laura and I have both talked about this. We talked about this when we were planning this. Both the gyms that we work at in the morning, you get there early enough in the morning. My old general manager used to call him the breakfast club. Um, there was a, just a bunch of older folks that get there, and they would they would lift. They did not go super heavy. They would get mostly on machine, and occasionally you see them with some dumbbells. Um, no, they weren't deadlifting. No, they weren't bench pressing. No, they weren't squatting uh, super heavy weights, but they were still in there. They're walking on the treadmill. They're lifting weights. They're on the machines. They're moving dumbbells around, and they're finding ways to keep their bodies moving. And they're finding not only ways to keep their bodies, but keep their minds moving because they're, they're in there talking to each other. Um, you know, sometimes they bring coffee and, and sit there and drink coffee before they work out, which is, you know, senior citizen not free great. <laughs> right, what's wrong with coffee before you work out? Oh, it's dehydrated too, and it brings your, it speeds your heart rate up. We don't want these oldies out here dehydrating well, themselves. It's, it's no different than the pre workout that we drink before we. we we well, out. yeah, I mean, I drink coffee before I work out, but I drink coffee in the morning and then I work out like a couple hours later. I'm not like, well, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sitting there like sipping on coffee. That's a okay, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, no, okay, that that makes sense. Um, but yeah, get out, get out, of, get out of the house. Find a way to get there. Move some weight around and do and just keep yourself moving. Guys, one more time, I'm going to say it. It's about the quality and longevity of our life. The more mobile, the more in shape, the more active you are as you get older, the longer and happier your life will be. Independence is a wonderful, wonderful thing, and we all strive for it. And let's face it, I, I just thought of this as I'm sitting here say, about saying it. We strive up for our entire life, first from independence from our parents. Then we strive for independence and financial independence, then career independence. Why is it that we, we take and prioritize our own physical, we, we take that priority and move it all the way back 
and do not prioritize our physical independence as we get older. Right? That is one of the things, again, you can find a way to make money. You can, you will always find a way, that, and, and let me tell you what, unless you are a, a bajillionaire, you're always going to have someone in your career telling you what to do, whether, and whether it's a boss or whether it's the people that you serve, you will always find someone telling you what to do. But your physical independence is something that someone, only you can take away from you. No one else can take that away from you. Only you can let that fall apart. So that I think is all we have for this week. So join us next week. We are going to talk about bulking season. That's right. It's getting colder out. That means most. this is the time that most people try to add muscle to that frame. So whether you're trying to add muscle just to get a little bit bigger or you are one of those hard gainers out there who actually struggle to gain weight. And yes, there are those people out there and some of us who have struggled to keep the weight off are very jealous of you sometimes. But we're going to dispel a couple myths, talk about some strategies to help get add muscle to that frame in a healthy way. So until next week, Laura, tell them what they can do. You can do hard things. <laughs>